Give me your ranking of Travis Scott's discography from worst to best. All right. So absolute worst, I got Hancho Jack that and Jack <laughs> Hancho. That project with him and Quavo was absolutely terrible. Al Farrell wasn't bad, but I just got to work with the placement of this because you had a big um, single like Upper Echelon on there. So that was a good project. Birds in the Trap is number three. Uh, Rodeo is number four. Days Before Rodeo is number two. And Astroworld, baby. I got to go with Astroworld. Astroworld is Astroworld. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was a little similar. Just, you know, little changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, Honcho Jack. Jack Honcho. Terrible album. Terrible. Just It, it, didn't, it didn't give us what we thought it was going to give, right? Um, his debut project, Owl Farrell. Like, I'll never forget um, when I first, like, heard it. Like, I didn't. Like I, I enjoyed it, and Upper Echelon, like you said, was like a fucking amazing song, but like, mm-hmm. I didn't get it, right? Number four for me is Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight. It's kind of like an outlier in like his discography and everything like that. Like I enjoy it, um, and it's just like a, a easy listen. Like You don't got to really think. You just go through the fucking moodiness or whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. Rodeo is third. Astroworld is number two. And number one is Days Before the Rodeo, the shit that started it off. The thing, the yeah. shit that had us raging at any venue that we went to when we heard that shit. Yeah. Like, this is, the, like, Days Before the Rodeo was such, like, a fucking moment. Yeah. Like, I wish I could fucking, like, capsulate that shit and, like, revisit it anytime yeah. I want to just to have a good that time. Was a, that was a moment. I'm not even, I'm not mad at that ranking at all because I went to the Days Before Rodeo show at Webster Hall, and I remember how big that was with him and Young Thug. $35 fucking tickets. Son. Like, when are you going to experience something like that again? Um, and I remember feeling like the floor was about to collapse because he was performing um, Mamacita. Um, man, that shit was insane. So I, I completely get it. I just think for stadium status-wise, Astroworld just took it there for me. I get it. And I, I also, like, I went, I went to that show after you. Mm-hmm. And I went to go see them perform. And, like, this was, like, when I wasn't, like, fully... I wasn't a hundred... I, was, I went more for Young Thug than I did for Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. But I left that motherfucker, Travis Scott Travis fan. Travis Scott fan. Because, like, his... Even, like, hit back then... Even back then, his 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 stage sets was crazy. He had yeah. the fucking eagle back then, bro. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, he, like the, how much he cares of putting into his showcase, like, for a rapper mm-hmm. is pretty fucking impressive. And, like, I just... I just think that Travis Scott like really knows what he's doing and like building things. Yeah, he does. Okay, guys, let us know who list you like better, mine or Reg's. Welcome to Rap in Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian V. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing okay, man. Today's, today's the hottest day of the year. Yes, and it fucking feels like it. Um, I wasn't ready. I don't think I went summer shopping yet. There's mm. still some shirts and shit I want to get. Some mm. shorts. Yeah, Instagram keeps telling me to buy shit. Yo, these Instagram algorithms, 
I can't get with it, but it's always in my face, man. I see, I see a lot of shit. I have a lot of shit saved actually that I'm gonna get. Um, but I do have a good collection of shorts that I that I got coming in. Shorts. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I could always just get some new shorts or whatever like that. Like you know, um, birthday's coming up in July, so mm-hmm. I gotta get some stuff. Ain't yeah. you doing a you doing a trip, right? Going back to Disney World. Oh, let's go. Oh wait, when is Memphis? Um, I gotta figure out that trip. Mm-hmm. I gotta figure out the dates, but um, I want to go to Memphis as well. Okay. Because I gotta go to Graceland. I want to go to Elvis's house. <sighs> okay. Okay. I want to go to Elvis's house and I want to go to Bill Street. Well, yeah. I, okay. Those are like the main. Oh, two. okay. So I had to black it up. That, for you that's, a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Down because because <laughs> you know you saw. Did you did you realize that? I was like, oh yeah, okay, Elvis. You know. Damn. I mean, you like Eminem. Yeah, but I'm not like a diehard. I'm not a diehard Eminem fan. I right. respect him because he put on for the city. I mean, Elvis put on for Memphis. Okay. Juicy J, <laughs> Juicy J put on for Memphis. All right? I mean, but like Memphis got put on the map because of Elvis. I, I'm not giving that to him. <laughs> but anyway, um, we're talk, today we're getting into somebody that put on, well, not put on, but he actually helped uphold, you know, how people saw Houston. They helped give that risk. He helped with uh, ushering in that respect for Houston for a different generation, I should say. Okay. Um, this guy, Travis Scott, he released his second studio album, yeah, this Birds is in the Trap, um, and that's what we're getting into today. And like you guys that are listening, um, we it's tradition for us to like kind of come up with the albums that we're going to do, and, um, and T kind of champion for this one. And I thought it was kind of interesting because we're going into Utopia. We don't yeah, know what to yeah. expect yet. Um, yeah. So um, this, is, this is before that, obviously before Astroworld. Very different place for Travis. This is 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, still establishing himself. Still on Grand Hustle Records. Still on Epic. Um, what were your thoughts on this album when it dropped? When this album dropped, remember, like he kept, it kept, uh, he kept saying it was coming. Mm-hmm. So like we were like waiting, and because of the PTSD that we had from Rodeo, because Rodeo had had so many start and stops. Yeah, we were just like, yo, we're never gonna get birds in the trap. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like explaining like what he was doing and. Um, when it came out, I, like the singles, people love the singles, but it kind of threw people off. Like this was kind of like his 808s or his Jesus. In what sense? Because everybody was following what he was doing with Days Before the Rodeo mm-hmm. and Rodeo. And then he made this album and it was kind of like, because basically like it, it just, it just, it, it was a, it was completely different. Like he took a, a turn. Mm-hmm. So some people like like you it's a polarizing album. Like you either hate it or you love it. That's why yeah. I say it's just eight ways in the Jesus. When okay, this album, I see. when this album like came out, it just it like a lot of people was like, yo, like he regressed. Mm-hmm. Like lyrically. Like but it, it was more so like an ode to K Cuddy. Mm-hmm. Like this entire album. He said that K Cuddy saved his life. Yeah. K Cuddy's one of his That's favorite his idol. artists of all time is idol. Mm-hmm. So when you listen to the project, obviously you can tell and you find out like, oh this is an old to Cuddy. Like, this is what he's doing. But a lot of critics, let me say critics, a lot of critics had a hard time enjoying this project because it was it, it like it took a hard left, hard mm-hmm. left turn from where he was going with rodeo. Mm-hmm. They thought he was gonna continue the rodeo series. And that's why I say like it's similar to with Kanye, because you remember he had the the the, the college, the dropout. Yeah, the, the theme. Series. And theme. then yeah, yeah. So they thought he was gonna keep going. They thought he was gonna do days after the rodeo next mm-hmm. and shit like that. And Travis was just like, this album came out of frustration. The lady yeah. who gave him such a hard time didn't believe in his vision. Mm-hmm. He said that he was going to do something completely different. And 
if I'm not mistaken, he did this. He he created this whole album while he was on tour, and that's why the 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 features are so not all over the place. They actually all fit into his world, but it's yeah. like just artists you wouldn't think that he would be able to get to, and it's mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a combination of just different nights on tour, yeah, and different um, moments. That I agree with that. I think he did take a sharp turn. Now that you actually explained it, I agree. Um, I think with this one. It's heavy on the on on his melody. On um, there's more emphasis on the auto tune. But then what I really do like about this album is that uh, he uses it in a way that he didn't do the the other one, where like Rodeo was like teased in a way that like we were supposed to get to know him a little bit. Like you mm-hmm. got a song like Nine Hundred Two One L. That's absolutely what that was, was a little yeah. more personal. Yeah, but personal. then on Birds in a Trap, it was kind of orchestrated like he's working with these people. Um, he was inviting these people to his world, like you said. Mm-hmm. And what was so cool about it was that. On the relist, and I was like, okay, you have maybe one, maybe two songs on this album that's just him. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest is like, I don't want to compare him to like a DJ Khaled or anything like that because it's not on the deep end like that. But it's very much orchestrated. So like, I thought he was gonna start pivoting into that world where like he brings people to his world, orchestrates, produces, even writes for them because he has some songs on here that he wrote the whole thing and. Mm-hmm. I think with, uh, I want to say there's a song with Bryson, T- maybe Bryson Tiller it was, that he wrote the whole thing and there's a reference fan. track. A Bryson, fan. right? A yeah, fan. I have a whole, yeah. I don't really, fucking, fucking that's how I feel about Bryson. Yeah. Bryson had such a strong fucking start. Trap Soul was like, and then the decline was crazy. But anyway, um, no, 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 sorry. So actually, SDP interlude, he has some um, background vo- vocals from Cassie, Um and there's just people in here, <laughs> there's people in here that I think he had specific uh, positions for, and he lived up to it for that. Like, there's people in here that you would have noticed if they weren't there because he intended for them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I like that for it. Um, I think this album was super intentional. At the time, it was it was really big. That's why, like, years later, I guess in the fold of, of Travis's career... A lot of people don't really fuck with this album. I didn't see that till later. Yeah, that's what like that's what I was trying to. See. He, I don't know if you remember this because he really does interviews, but he did it and he went to Hot ninety seven and he took over um Ebro in the morning. Mm-hmm. And while talking to them, he he was explaining that he wanted the album to be like a play, mm-hmm. and he was actually going to try to produce a play. But he realized I'm not. He said that he 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 can't he, he can't stay still long enough to do that. And like it couldn't like follow a theme because he really wanted this this project to be as chaotic as possible. Mm-hmm. And he said that, so he was like on tour. It just wouldn't. It would. I mean, he was like as a play, it wouldn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. So that's why like he presented it in that in that lane. But um, I wanted to talk about something that you that you also mentioned, and I think a lot of people don't like a lot of people either don't remember this or notice. Everybody thinks that he signed as an artist Kanye. But like you said, he signed the Grand Hustle. Yeah. He signed the T.I. Yeah. Right? So I think that it goes over a lot of people's heads because, like, obviously, like, T.I. is not, like, standing next to him with his arm around him or anything like yeah. that. But, like, he's T.I.'s artist. Mm-hmm. And I think... T.I.'s all over the... He, he's narrated he rodeo. He narrated rodeo. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, people don't understand, like, how much of a of a good ear for music T.I. has. Mm-hmm. He had Young Dro, right? Like, Young Dro had his stardom. People say what they want. He had Iggy Azalea. They can say what they want about Iggy Azalea. She's a crossover artist. Mm-hmm. He had B.O.B. B.O.B. Mm-hmm. Crossover artist had a huge song with, with Bruno Mars and yeah. the girls and, and, like, his Down for the Count song and mm-hmm. everything like that. 
And if you just look at Tip's track record with signing artists, like I mean, he he, he did it. Like all, all you need if you get you sign Travis Scott, you're set. Yeah. Like so, he had four artists that were like crossover artists, weren't in his lane. Like Travis Scott kind of took trap and like and made it something different. Yeah. But he expanded on the sound. And I just think that it's impressive, and I don't think that T.I. gets recognized enough. Like, a lot of people talk about, like, the other labels, like QC mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like, um, Griselda, and they, yeah. talk, and they talk about Top Dog. But, like, I think that Grand Hustle is one of, like, Travis Scott is his is his, is, is, is his, That's his flagship. Artist. That's yeah. his flagship artist. Yeah. You, Travis Scott's your flagship artist. Your, your label is in the conversation. I don't care what you say. Of what he can do for other artists, like... If I was Ti, I would be bringing artists in and like Travis. I need one track. I need one track. Yeah, one track for this person. Is he still so now? Is he still with Grand Hustle? He's still with Grand Hustle, but like now he has, he has a he has his own Cactus Jack imprint, and mm-hmm. where he signs his own artists, and he actually did kind of what Rizzo did. Mm-hmm. Well, like he ha- like he he takes it to different labels and gets different deals and stuff like that. So. Oh, got you. Because then I would essentially because Grand Hustle is under Epic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that. That Grand Hustle deal with Travis Scott is through Epic. But yeah, like, Grand Hustle is like its own imprint as well, and like has other deals and shit. Like okay, that. okay. I just think I just I just think it's impressive, and I just think that a lot of people just think that Ti is a guy that says big words. Mm-hmm. Now he, he is, but he's more than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just be want people to give my man his flowers. Man. I do too. I do too. Ti is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Like I, I say that all the time, and people just. People people just have selective memory, man. They don't they don't remember that in 06, Ti had the number one album and the same and and, and um movie. and movie at the same fucking time. Like mm-hmm. Ti was really him. Um, but anyway, on to this album. Even down to like how dark it is, like the the album cover, the artwork. Um, there's a lot of it's downplayed a lot. And when I looked at like even the way it's stylized, the artwork with it. Um, on the front, and even the way that the tracks are written out, like the tracks are all like I don't know lowercase. if you noticed this, they're all yeah, they're all lowercase. Um, but then you look at Astroworld and it's all big, it's all in caps, and um, and I think and I think there's something to be said about that too. It's yeah. just like the energy that he's bringing or that he's in. It's, it's intimate. I think uh, yeah, like obviously, Astroworld is his stadium album, mm-hmm. right? That's his graduation. Um, and with this album is more so like he. He can go into like a small venue and perform it, and like he'd be satisfied mm-hmm. with that turnout. He doesn't want like a. I don't think he wants a big audience for that. Even though like some of these songs, like "Pick Up the Phone" is a fucking a it, banger. Yeah, bro, I, I throw my head to the wall. Yeah, that shit. and it didn't, and it almost didn't come out. That that was part of his frustration with the label, like how you mentioned, mm-hmm. was that they kept fucking around with "Pick Up the Phone." "Pick Up the Phone" was supposed to come out way before it actually did, and he ended up just putting it on his um SoundCloud. Put it on SoundCloud and then he took it down. But then that was in the era of like niggas was like blogging was just insane mm-hmm. at that time. So people already snatched it. People heard it already. It leaked. It was a sloppy rollout. Yeah. But it came out and it was a hit. And you had that Thugger was, on there. Yeah. You had Quavo. That was when everybody wanted Quavo to go solo. Yeah, that's when people called him Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> people yeah, called man. him Beyonce at a group. He ain't Beyonce no more. Nah, it's yeah, over man. for that. That's fool's gold. Yeah, yeah, it's over for that. But, um... But on this album, this album kicks off with The Ends, which features Andre 3000. Um, and at the time when this album came out, none of his features were listed. You just would listen yeah. and you would have to just pick up on who it is. Yeah. Um, 
And I was listening to this, uh, and by the way, it was produced by Vinyl Vinyls and Wonder Girl. Wonder Girl was on fire at this time. She did a lot of a lot of shit at this time. Um, but this song in particular, when people talk about Andre's uh, features run, this never comes up for some reason. I realized that the other day. I, I was really, like, this- and I really think it's because be- when people listen to albums, they usually look for the name and they go to that track. Mm-hmm. So it's like unless you really listen to this album, you don't even know. Yeah. But I just thought that was I thought that was dope that Andre gave him like an amazing verse, right? Yeah, very then, dark verse. Yeah, and, dark and then, song. Yeah, and Travis Travis's flow was great. Mm-hmm. It's chef, fucking Chef's Kiss and the beat switch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When when Andre comes on, um, yeah. and even what he's talking about, like with uh, um, he's talking about these the kid murders mm-hmm. in um the late seventies, early eighties. You know about this in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Um, it was tied to a guy named uh, Wayne Williams associated with with him um condemned for two murders in 82 so like a lot of the subject matter that um andre's talking about because obviously he's from atlanta yeah, he was a kid is having time, yeah. survivor's guilt from um from those murders happening around that time when he was a kid yeah like and that goes to andre 3000's genius most rappers they would just rap about the like the present but like andre 3000 is like very reflective and like to think yeah. about that like yo like Damn, like I really lived through that. Like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't wait to, <clears throat> I can't wait to. I don't know why, but like, and I guess because like a lot of our New York rappers that are our age, like they've already done it. But I, I want to hear somebody like reflect on like the remember the New York City blackout. Were, mm-hmm. you, were you in New York during that time? I was. I, you know what's funny? I was visiting New York when that happened. Okay, I was living so, in Detroit, but I was visiting. Like yo, like during the New York City blackout, like it was it was mayhem. So like. I had just made it back to Atlanta <laughs> before all of that shit happened. <laughs> but, like, my friends was telling me that, like, shit was crazy in this area. And, like, some of my friends, like, they got into, like, fights and shit like mm-hmm. that. And, like, somebody died. Like, it was crazy because it was a fucking blackout. Motherfuckers Man. was fighting in the dark like fucking maniacs. Yeah. But, like, I just think about that. Like, yo, if I was a rapper and, and I got into that, but I would do stuff like that. Like, yeah. reflect on, like, damn, like... I might have been with my dumbass friends outside, you know what I'm saying, doing silly shit like that. Like that's actually cool as hell. That would that would actually be dope as hell for a rapper to um to reflect on times in the 2000s when we yeah, was kids. That's what because exactly. these niggas have done it. Like we got the OGs that are reflecting. They're not doing nothing wrong. They're reflecting on their childhood. Mm-hmm. If you get somebody like I don't know Joey Badass. For whatever reason, he raps like he's in the '90s, stuck in the yeah. '90s, and he's our age group. Like yeah. he's younger than us. Yeah. Like he could be rapping about shit like that. Yeah, I just think like like hearing like knowing that I'm like damn, because like we like you've heard rappers like rap about like being a child during the Summer Sam summer. Yeah, Summer Sam, like you know what I'm saying. So I'm like damn, like yeah. Why wouldn't somebody like like that was like the the New York City blackout was a huge like that was that's just like how basically. Um, shout out to Hip Hop Turning 50 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, people talk about like the, the New York City blackout from the 70s. Most most DJs got their equipment that summer yeah. because they stole they broke into music stores and they and they stole turntables mm-hmm. and they stole speakers and like pretty much like that was for that blackout, that was the birth of hip hop. Yeah. Um it contributed to it, you know. So yeah. That's true. Sorry, so sorry you for have, there, no, so you would have to, to make a good combo about I mean, that. they would have to enjoy it. They you guys would have to yeah. know. Yeah, enjoy this. We veer off. That's yeah, what yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah, um, but I think I mean you're right. Like I would love to hear shit like that. Um but then going into Way Back. Way Back is another interesting song. It's produced by Hip Boy. Um <laughs> and um you got some ad libs on here from from Swiss Beats who kind of ties it together a little bit. Um 
It's a good song. And Kanye, we in the house. And Con- yeah, he got the little yeah, yeah. the sample from mm-hmm. Rock Boys. Um, it's a good song. It's one of those things, and that we've talked about a bunch of times before about like rappers getting to this point where they just get paranoid, um, which needs to be studied. That because it comes up a lot. The whole I can't get no rest. I fall asleep with a tech. Like think, that I whole think, shit. I think that's just like a, a survivor's remorse thing for people of color. Yeah. Because athletes feel the same way. Yeah, that's true. A lot of athletes go through that shit. Like, think about it. Like, you you become rich and, like, your entire family, like, everyone in your family comes to you with some story about how, like, mm-hmm. they just need to borrow something so they or they got some plan mm-hmm. or they want to tell you what business you should open up or whatever like that or what you need to do for Big Mama. Yeah. You know? Everything, like, yeah, yeah, everything gets put on your plate yeah, after you after yeah. you get successful. Or or strangers just trying to like come up off you and shit like that, or mm-hmm. like telling you how they have a plan. So yeah, I think I think like all of those variables like come into it. But um, I do like how like the verse where he because you know Harden was on um the Rockets at this time, so he's like James Harden with the range, nigga, get way back. Like, yeah, I just like that. Yeah, I like how he says that shit. It was kind of dope. Um, and then you got that leading into coordinate with Black Youngster, and it reminded me like. Where the fuck is black? Where the fuck? fuck that's exactly what Where I wrote the, down. Yeah, me, yo, you and me both. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck is he doing? And I started to go to his Instagram. I knew I would probably see a bunch of shit. Yeah, but he, he got some shit on there, his right? trage- Yeah, his trajectory was was rapping. Like, he just kind of, he found like a formula where he would be funny on Instagram, be funny mm-hmm. because he was a funny guy. But then he was going to use that to put attention on his music. And it just didn't. It didn't work out. People was just like, "Yeah, nah, nigga." We I want thought he jokes. was gonna go into stand up or do a movie and shit like that. Like, yeah, he was funny. I thought so too. He's really funny, and um, but I think he he offers something to this song. Oh yeah, um, him opening this shit, talking yeah. shit, talking about wearing like the, the rock star skinny jeans and shit. Like yeah, that. I thought that was hilarious. He was. They had interviewed him. I saw some interview um around when this album dropped, and they asked him like, "Oh, like um." Yeah, like how's it working with, with with Travis? He was like, oh yeah, he uh, he hit me up, whatever. And I, at first, I didn't believe them when they told me that he wanted to work with me. But um, I was like, oh bet, I'm gonna write something. He was like, well nah, I just want you to talk shit. He was like, I right. <laughs> like I just want you to talk your shit. Yeah. So we got the best of that because yeah. he kicked this off proper. It's told, nice. So that nigga just talk your shit. He yeah. said, nah, nigga, we don't want them bars. Just talk. Yo, this. <laughs> It's crazy because it's like there's like a, a good there's a there's like it's a good run of songs right because mm-hmm. the next one is through the late night which I love it's With just Cuddy. it's just fucking humming mm-hmm. humming at its best and you can't have yeah. Cuddy without some humming yeah it, nigga, like, otherwise it, like, what's the this point? was just like a like a nod to him and like uh, when I was like researching it like I, I watched Anthony Fantano's review. Oh, yeah. of this? Yeah, I don't think Anthony Fantano likes anybody's music. I'll be honest, I've never seen him just like love somebody's he shit. He loves Kendrick. Okay. He well, loves yeah, Kendrick. Yeah, 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 he does. He, he does. gives him like a 10 out of 10 almost. Well, no, he gave to Pimple Butterfly, I think. Or was it? I forget which album it was. It was he gave it a perfect yeah, rating. Pimple Butterfly. Yeah. yeah. He loves Kendrick. He just, yeah, like it's. He, well, I, I know that he's very big on lyricism. Mm-hmm. I am too, but he's a very hard, like he's, he's a hard grader, but like. Hearing him rip this song apart, I was like, "Come on, bro! Like, what else do you want from Kid yeah. Cudi? Like, like, I swear to God, if I, if I was musically inclined, like, I would make a song where we want to say a word, nigga. It would literally be us just humming and shit like that." Yeah, um, they had interviewed tidbit from this one. They had interviewed uh, Travis, and you kind of said it already, like where he uh, said that he saved his life. Mm-hmm. But Travis went as far as to say, "In my whole career, all I wanted was acceptance from Kid Cudi." So that was kind of cool, and then it made me think too. 
they were supposed to have an album together. Mm. It never came out. It was called it was called The Scots. Well, we got they they put out a vinyl, and it oh, was, of the song, mm-hmm, yeah, of, the, of just the song or whatever yeah. like that. I'm pretty sure like it was schedules. Probably, probably I could see that. Um, but that takes us. That one takes us into Beebs in the Trap. Um, Beebs <laughs> in the Trap features Nav. Again, when um, this album came out, okay. none of these names were listed. I want to. All right, all right. So. Please tell me that I wasn't the only person that thought you see Biebs in the trap and you, and you think, think it's, it's Justin, Justin Biebs. Biebs. Yeah, okay. that's why. That's what I was getting to. Because okay. when this album dropped, like like I said, like none of these names were listed, and then it wasn't far fetched to think that it would be Justin Bieber because Justin Bieber was just on uh, rodeo. Yeah. For Maria, I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah for Maria, I'm drunk. Um, I, I had I listened to it and then I'm just like. Damn, this don't sound like Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Why is he using Drake's flow? Like he was using Drake's flow from Madonna. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, he was. But I did like this one. A lot of people hate Nav. I don't know. I don't really hate him. It became like an internet thing to just hate you Nav. Think, you think when Khaled's son grows up, he's gonna like Nav? I can see that. He does look like he could be related to Khaled. Yeah. And that's not even like being like racist or anything like that. I'm dead sure he nah, looks he like just Khaled. Ass looks like him. He dead ass does. But no, this was good. Um, Beebs in a Trap, uh, after you listen to the song, you realize the reference is just, he's just referring to Coke as Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, all it is. I have a question for you. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you had to think of songs where they where Coke is like referenced, do you think that this is up there with like those songs? No. I wouldn't even think of this song. Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think of this one. So, I have a whole Coke playlist. I know, and this like, ain't on there. All the girls standing in line for the for the bathroom mm-hmm. is a good one. White lines. Oh yeah, white um, lines is, is the goat. One. White lines, uh, or blurred lines? You mean? No, white lines. White lines. Who's white that? White lines. Oh 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 yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> Running through my mind. White lines. Uh, <laughs> um, white girl, Jeezy. Yeah. We got that white girl, uh, Christina Aguilera. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> any, any clips and any clips and push a T song. Yeah, you know um, what I'm saying. There's like, some good ones. Nah, bro. Like there's some good songs about Coke, man. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> even I wouldn't even have this on there. Yeah, you're right. Um, That's so funny. But SDP interlude, smoke some, drink some, pop one. Yeah, this yeah. is a good interlude. It's I a like good, this. Interlude. It's a good interlude. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, Listening to this song, hearing these songs be played at Apartment 78 made me realize that we knew a lot of drug addicts at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, no, let me say that back. I'm not calling them drug addicts, drug users, drug abusers. Um, drug abusers is good. Yeah. yeah. Not drug addicts, drug yeah. abusers. Um, because, yeah, like, yeah, man, I was, uh, I was fucking pretty and naive. Mm-hmm. I, you know, <laughs> I never understood why the line in the bathroom was so fucking long. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, nigga, just go outside, nigga, go on the block. P.L. What a fucking time. Yeah, bro. Um, the tidbit about this. So, yeah. So, I did mention that Cassie did background on this. Um, apparently, Rihanna did background on this at first. Because this is around the time he was fucking with Rihanna. Yeah, this is around the time they was dead. Which feels like a fucking blip. It feels like it never happened. Yeah. Nobody ever talks about it. You can probably find a couple pictures, but it's like it never fucking did happened. Did I tell you that story? About what? When I saw Rihanna and Travis Scott together. When I try to take a picture of him, 
but Rihanna security guards had the thing to flash, and that shit flashed me so like crazy. Like I thought I was blind. <laughs> what they flashed just so you wouldn't get the photo? They have they had these things like because they would do. It, it was it was during Fashion Week and like uh, we it it, I, it it was by like uh, it was it was like by twenty it was between twenty third Street and twenty fifth Street mm-hmm. and you know where that park is at like right by so it's it would be Fifth Avenue but like it's that park is there so all that stuff is blocked off and there's like a building and like there was some after Fashion Week party mm-hmm. so I went there and I don't like I never do shit like that but like I just. I was like, nobody's gonna believe me if I tell them that Travis Scott is fucking Rihanna. Like, yeah. I just felt like I had to get a fucking picture. So <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, get my phone. <laughs> like, this. and the security guard must have fucking saw me and immediately, psh, like, I was like, yo. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy that they did that and didn't just come up to you like, hey, yo, my man. Nah, he just looked at me and was like, yeah, and just pointed. And like that shit was mad funny like, yeah, to me. No. <laughs> You probably still have like a big ass flash in your phone somewhere. Nah, I, I, <laughs> right like, I was so embarrassed. I would have kept it. I would have kept it. Like, yo, I was trying to take a picture of Rihanna and Travis. That's what this flash is. But yeah, that that's mad funny. Um, so getting into, I want to know your highlights from this album. I know we started we started on going track for track, but I don't want to. I don't want to. All right, no problem. Track. So look, um, I'll tell you right now, goosebumps. Pick of course. Up, pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, through the late night, um, the ends mm-hmm. and way back are like my absolute like highlights. Like I like I don't care where I'm at if I hear it. Like I don't I don't uh, stop. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just amazing. Like those songs like are just standouts. I put those in like some of his best songs ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Goosebumps. I forget who it was that was talking about Goosebumps. I want to say it was probably Irv Gotti. Um, Cause you know how he how he gets when he talks about music, oh, yeah. and um, and he he really focuses on the rock star vibe that Goosebumps has, mm-hmm. where it starts off very monotone. He's just saying the chorus, and then I get those goose. Like it's just mm-hmm. I've never seen him perform this, but I know it's special just off of the energy it that is. this song has. It is. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot I took Sarah to see Astro World, and like it was like one of the greatest shows that I ever seen. And like the on, on that breakdown, he got something got to be exploding or something. Like it, it's just I could just see him performing it and just shit just going crazy. I was just shocked because I thought he was going to only perform Astro World, but he still like incorporated like. Oh yeah, he versions. has to because actually got... no no the night that I went, Little Baby and Gunner was there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, I missed it. I, I, the, the night before that, he had Kendrick come out and they performed Goosebumps at Madison Square Garden. I okay. Was pissed. I was like, Kendrick Lamar's in New York? Like, yeah. I thought he just didn't even, like, leave California anymore. Um, one of my favorites on here is definitely Wonderful with The Weeknd. It's a great closer to this album, too. Because um, they just talking about how, much, how, how up they are. They talking about mm-hmm. both having bad bitches, getting money, um, where they are in their life. It was very Agreed. 2016. It very, like, and it also made me realize how, how much of a good streak Travis is on, closing, on album closers. Yeah, he, um, he coffee bean yeah. with this. Uh, um, I forget the other one that closed out rodeo, but he's on such a good streak. Like he understands how to open and close out. Yeah, for Travis sure. definitely understands that. Um, Through the late night is a good is a great one. Um, outside, 
Yeah, that's crazy. I I just I thought that was gonna be the first song that you said. Oh, because of Twenty One. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, actually, I'm not that I'm not that big on Outside. Sweet Sweet is my shit. Sweet Sweet is a very sweet good Sweet Sweet might be like my favorite one right now. Whole, whole sweet Sweet got a whole lot of drug references. Yeah, it does. I'm sorry, I'm a square y'all. Um, um, and it was it was produced by Murder Beats, by the way. But then Murder the Beats. yeah, and the ends obviously coordinate with a uh, black youngster. It's it's hard. When people tell me that that they don't enjoy this album, this album's not that good. I really find it like hard to believe them, mm-hmm. and I'm like, is it that the album's not good, or is it that like you wanted it to be more in the vein of rodeo? Because this album don't suck. Like this album's yeah. not bad. It's just that like Travis just gave you like another side of his of of what he's doing musically, and I think that a lot of pe- some people are just stuck in that way. It's like it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll give you a prime example, and. Sorry, listeners, you know I champion this guy. A lot of people say that Pusha T only rap, raps about coke, right? He mm-hmm. doesn't switch it up. Mm-hmm. But then you have an artist like Travis Scott where like he keeps the subject matter, but he changes his sound. Mm-hmm. Or he changes like the instruments that he used. So like this album had like a the way he used autotone was completely different from how he used autotone yeah. in rodeo, right? Yeah. So he switches up small things and you kinda like and he and he and it's less personal and it's more of an experience. Mm-hmm. And like they get upset and it's just like well, what the fuck do you want? Do you want him to just... Because I guarantee you, if he kept making rodeo-themed songs, I mean albums, they would get tired of that. Yeah. They would. It, it's it, only but so long you can go with a theme before people get tired of it. Yeah, I man. mean... But then again, you know... Um, <laughs> I don't know why well, it's not a theme, really. I was going to say West Side Gun is up to like 10 Hitler wears Hermes That's type. a theme to me. You think it's a theme? That's it, bro. Like, He's up to ten of them, bro. I I tried to do. I I was thinking about ranking that nigga's albums. No, the fuck, I am not. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, bro. That's a whole job. He has he has he has more music than Tupac. That nigga, they, he got twenty five. No, he at that time of Pray for Paris coming out, he had twenty five projects. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And he's retired three times already. I'm yeah. tired of it. Yeah, he's. And I think it's funny because he be retiring, and I think nobody be like. Everybody be like, okay. They be like, all right, cool. You're giving us more than enough music. (laughs) Like, it's cool. Like, you know, when's Benny coming out? And then next thing you know, he he can boom, 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 boom. I'm back. And then Conway is pissed like, motherfucker. Yeah, because he know his shit getting pushed back. It's crazy, man. But, um, but yeah, so getting into, let's see. Okay, what are your misses on this album? First take. Uh, That's it. I hate hate that song. I, I like, fuck Bryson Teller. Yeah, Bryson Tiller really, really let me down. Yeah, man. Trap Soul was so good, and it Kentucky Fried Bitch. People, <laughs> Kentucky Fried Bitch is great. What is that? He's from Kentucky. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So that one is that simple. But all your, all your, your, uh, your insults lately have been very different. It's been, it's been some very got, different insults. Because man, like. <laughs> I have to dig deep. I have to make sure that like my insults aren't personal because these are yeah. my friends. Yeah, but you I called also... our friend. You called our friend Losa waterhead bitch. Well, you know why I called him a waterhead bitch. <laughs> no, I, call I don't. A, I called him a waterhead bitch because I. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't. I haven't like. I have my 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 Apple my my iPhone on auto update, so I thought it updated, but apparently it didn't. So specifically in our one group chat, we have a comic book group chat. For some reason, from Monday. Until like Wednesday or some shit like that, I can send them text messages. They can see my text messages, but I couldn't see anyone responding. 
So I go into another group chat where some of the guys are, and I ask, I'm like, yo, what's going on in the group chat? I post somebody being like, yo, T, did you update your phone? They start trolling me saying, we ain't nothing to talk about. We don't know. And I'm like, talk nah, something's weird. <laughs> so like, I start hitting up other people. Like I didn't, I didn't even tell Reg because I was like, Reg's not even, Reg probably don't even know what's going on. So no, I hit I up, caught up later. I hit up um, Ed. And, and like I said, and like a screen recording, and Ed sent me one back. He was like, "Nah, T." And he and then Ed is like, "Yo, Los is be, I was wondering why Los is being so nice to you, and like saying nice things to you, and like you not responding." And I was like, "Yeah, man." And, they, and then I hit up Courtney, and, he, and then the first thing Courtney says is, "Ah, oh, man, you got the iPhone bug." And I'm like, "The iPhone bug? That fucking waterhead bitch Los did this to me." <laughs> and then Courtney was like, "I don't know, bro." And I'm like, "What?" So, and Corp be the first one to like get like a, a fucking beta. His phone just gonna pop. His phone yeah, gonna bro. sizzle and pop one day. So like I'm just like going crazy because it's not happening on any. It's not happening on any other group chat. Like in any other text thread. Just in our group chat. And maybe it's because we talk so much in there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like livid, and then like I'm going off, and like everybody's like gaslighting me and shit, and I feel like I'm going crazy, <laughs> right? So then somebody finally says, "Yo, T, just update your phone." Yeah. And I do it, and it works fine. And it's fine. And I actually just up, but what's funny is when I was catching up on the chat, I wasn't seeing the problem. Like I saw your shit just fine. No, I didn't you notice could see mine, but yeah. I couldn't see anything the child said. Ah, uh, okay. So, so then you know, I I was like, well, and they were. It was just funny because I saw in the chat they were responding to you. Like yeah. <laughs> you just wasn't seeing anything. Yeah. And it's like I like they it came <laughs> off like they knew that I couldn't. I wasn't in the chat properly. Like yeah. I'm like, hey, good morning, guys. Yo, Ed and Kellen, congratulations to Miami. He making the finals. Like, all of that shit. I couldn't see nothing. Yeah. And, like, I was telling Sarah, like, yo, my friend's not responding to me. <laughs> and she ain't give a fuck. She was like, <laughs> she was like, so what? Like, y'all talk every day. Like, take a break. They probably don't want to say nothing to you. I was like, nah, man. I feel like Johnny's behind this. Somebody did this. Somebody did this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I think first, so the only track I don't like... Okay, so first take, what do I have for Lose? Yeah, I'm, I'm not that big of a fan about from Lose either. Um, not that I'm not that big on that one. I like the instrumental. Instrumental's Lose. good. The instrumental on all these songs are, are pretty good. Um, oh, and Guidance, I'm not that big on either. I get the whole vibe of it, about like it being, um, you know, going into like the reggae theme. Yeah, but, okay. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I think that was a Rihanna throwaway. It, this could have fit. This could have fit into anti. This was the same year. Yeah. You're right. I had. I felt like. I feel like he gave that to Rihanna. She was like, I don't. I, I don't want to. I already have work. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> he was like, Oh, with, with Trey. <laughs> oh, with Trey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just kept you it. Yo, Rihanna is fucking cutthroat. Bro. Yeah. Like, no, I don't need it. Yo. Speaking of Rihanna, I completely forgot about Tiana Taylor and Rihanna's beef. Oh, yeah. What a wild time. What Bro, a wild time. You know Rihanna started it, though. Did she, though? What'd she say? Tiana Taylor posted a, a video on social media singing Anita Baker's The Rapture. The Rapture. Mm-hmm. So Rihanna had her stylist put on, like, curly wig. Oh, I remember. And, and dress like her. And, and sing the same part yeah, that Tiana yeah, yeah. did. So, Okay, Tiana was tight, and yeah. then remember around that time, so this was this was post the Rihanna and Chris Brown like fight. Mm-hmm. So then Rihanna just started going off. Yeah, and Chris was with Carucci at this time, 
So like remember, like basically just Tiana just wouldn't stop. Like she yeah. just and this was like when social media was like a thing. So like Rihanna put up her network versus versus Tiana's yeah, network. As her background as, as her background on Twitter. Yeah. And Tiana like kept talking her shit. And then and then that's when we, it, it it bled into Karuchi and Rihanna beefing, and mm-hmm. she kept calling her Karuchi carrot rice, cake, rice yeah, cakes, rice cakes, rice, rice cakes, yeah, and shit like that. It was just like a whole. And cluster she took of, a picture of like rice cakes and like yeah. at her or some shit. I yeah, was like, I just thought like it, it was just really funny because like that could never happen now. No, and the fact that Tiana was able to do that shit and like she's doing and fine the, now and, and the not fact be that yeah, and the fact that Tiana took a photo, she photoshopped herself holding Rihanna's head. And it was uh, Rihanna's mugshot from when oh, yeah. um, when Chris like Yo, when they had that altercation yeah. and like holding her, uh, I was like, oh holy shit! And like Tiana this was is fine. Yo, me and yeah. Sarah, me and Sarah was arguing because I'm not arguing. We were debating back and forth because she was like, it definitely affected Tiana's career. I'm like, how? Nah, it didn't affect her. It ain't, career. It ain't a fuck affect. Nobody her pins that to her career. Yeah, nobody pins that saying that she made it a fun of like uh, an abuse victim and all that shit. Like, no, mm-hmm. she, she did not. Lo and behold. Uh, Chris Brown, full circle. Chris Brown kicks her, kicks her out of his birthday party because he he she didn't um look out for him at the American Music Awards. Oh, is that what that was? Is that why? A lot of people are saying like that's why him and Tiana had beef because he was upset that pretty much because you know like Tiana like coordinates like all the choreography and like the, a lot of music for a lot of shows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Tiana and Tiana could have gave him a heads up like yo they they're gonna ask you bro they're not gonna mm. like hold you down. But Tiana maybe Tiana didn't know. Maybe it was above her pay grade. I could see that happening. I could see that. But um, but those are the only songs on, on this that I don't like. Like I said, this I, was a I very agree, and I agree with you too. Like mm-hmm. on the same three songs that for you guidance. Said, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The, this was a very like well put together album. Um, like I said, like it felt it felt like a fucking felt like a theater. It felt like it he was. really it just was. ushered in all these people to be like, yo, I need you here. I need you here. I need you here. I need this produced this way. I need this produced this way. I need this note this way. Like, I felt like he really orchestrated this as well as he could for that time. And mm-hmm. it was just a palette for and him, he, for him to was, do that. And he was able to get exactly what he mm-hmm. wanted. He even had a radio show at the time on, on Beats 1. Yes, he did. Yeah, where he, you know, uh, Apple was just trying to pop off with Apple Music at the time. And it was he giving had, everybody yeah, fucking radio he had, shows. He had a show. Drake had a show. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean had a show. Yeah. Blonde, his was called Blonde Radio, right? Yeah, Blonded. Blonded. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else had a fucking show on there? I think Madonna had a show. Uh, Q-Tip. Q-Tip, yeah, the Abstract Radio. Abstract Radio. I still listen to Abstract Radio. I just go back to the episodes and just listen. Mm. Um, but no, man, I think I am interested to see. So given how we've broken this down, I'm interested to see what your rating is. <sighs> It's hard to rate this fucking album. I know. I'll be honest with you, but I have one in mind. Um, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold you, listeners. I'm playing it safe. I give it four out of five waffles mm. for this project. Like okay. it's, it's a solid project. Um, I think he purposely made this project an outlier. And yeah, that's my that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Um, I gave it a three and a half. Woo! Wow. Three and a half. Three and a half out of five. Wow. Um, I think. Hard critic, right? He's really good at hosting other talents. I think if Travis did something like this more, because I never looked to Travis for lyricism. I always looked to him to see what he can do overall with a song. Like, it still blows my mind what he did with Sickle Mode. Sickle Mode is a thing of the past now. But when it first came out, hearing that song split into three different ways like that, 
and creating three different vibes was just it just blew my mind and like for somebody to do something like that is is uh is special it's not the first time we've seen that granted but on that scale probably is it, it, it was such a big song yeah, right. um but then with birds in a trap you know you have moments like that that show that show themselves on here like on the ends where the beat switches up when andre comes in gives you a different vibe um but i think the intent on this was so good the intent was to work with all these people and bring them into his sound and and make it as enjoyable as he did. It was great. I just think that the three tracks that I don't really care for are like, eh. And also, I've been kind of spoiled by Astro World in a sense, where I just, I feel like this was the precursor to that. And we got Astro World and it was like the diamond in the rough. Mm. Yeah, I just, like I said, I just think that this album was like his, like, his abstract album a step away from like mm-hmm. what, what we're used to i do enjoy this album a lot so three and a half is not a bad rating when you're scaling to five so just remember that um but i do encourage you guys to listen i know all of the all of the viewers i mean we reviewed Astro World in the past yeah. i'll encourage and you and we did rodeo so i do encourage you guys to go listen to this album see how you feel about it today um and let us know what you think in the comments don't forget to subscribe, like, interact with the content. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. We out of here. Catch you guys next time. Dun dun.